back and relax and enjoy. Love Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Uh, hello, 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 and welcome to the Prophecy Zone. Um, I think that intro just proved that I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, uh, I am sorry. <laughs> I was trying to do a couple of things at one shot, uh, and I, I looked at the show, and the show is uh, programmed for 28 minutes. So now I got two guests. Um uh, Susan Puzio from Prophetic News and um, Dave Lillard um, will be joining us. Hold on for a second. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back. I got a little problem. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. 
Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Okay, we're back. I'm not sure we had echoes there or not. Um, the next show, I plan to get ready earlier. My, my wife went to um, study for exams and uh, do a workout, and uh, she didn't get back until like 4:30. I needed some more time to get this show going. Um, but uh, I like to thank y'all for joining us um, today. Uh, a lot of things going on in the news that. Um, pretty much is starting to surface to the top. And uh, one of them we're going to be talking in, in the second hour with Dave Lillard. And uh, uh, I'm pretty much sure that it's going to end up grabbing the general public's attention. Uh, I noticed that uh, CNN is showing a lot of coverage on both Syria and um and Egypt. Now, I haven't been watching Fox and MSNBC for a while. I actually have been watching uh, CNN. And I think the reason, just lately, I started noticing that CNN is starting to show a lot more liberal stuff. And, I, and you probably laugh at me when I say that. But uh, at first, uh, I, actually, I used to tune into CNN because they, they, they were very quick at getting necessary, not necessarily the news correctly, but they were very good at, at um, homing in on various different types of news um, uh, events. Now, Fox, they have a lot of talk shows, um, which, I, I mean, and, and the thing is, they all, the talk, talk shows is always pushing uh, the Republican agenda, which is that's what Fox is all about. But CNN... They were doing fine for a while, and then it seems like all of a sudden, to me, they started jumping off the bat, uh, the jumping on the deep end, off the deep end, and they started promoting gays. I mean, sex. I mean, homosexuality, and and uh, start paying more attention to uh, child, what they call those child rapists, the dude from Penn State, and 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 I mean, they start paying attention to a lot of things uh that I disagree with. Now they one of the anchors was doing was doing a special on uh uh Christianity and how could, ten years from here people will not be um they will not be there will not be any Christians left. Uh, and uh, I thought it was kind of weird because the uh, the person who was doing the 
the black guy, I forgot, I don't know his name. I call him the black guy. <laughs> anyway, the young guy, it's a young, young guy. Um, he was pretty much arrogant about Christianity because I didn't really catch on. I was kind of playing, you know, turn my back because we got to, you know, the TV's behind me. And I turn around and I'm listening to what this guy had to say. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm finding myself turning off CNN a lot more. Um, I'm finding myself turning off turning on CNN a lot more, turning it off um, rather than sitting and listening to it, um, which is okay for me, in the in the last days that we're living in. So uh, I'm also looking at, um, besides homosexuality uh, coverage, and, you know, gays in the military, and they're doing all these specials on gays in the military. I'm also um, looking at, um, I lost my train of thought. Um, man, I, just, I was just, I'm, I'm looking for something right now on the internet. I just lost my train of thought. But, um, like I said, they, they're covering a lot of news on CNN, and it's just like, it's like somebody just came out of the woodwork and said, let's just cover everything that's trash. And I, I'm starting to notice that um, their news is really um, not uh, as effective as they think it is. Now, MSNBC, uh, I, I, I really don't watch them at all. Um, I, I really don't watch them at all. As a matter of fact, I I I believe um, <laughs> I believe it's of the devil. No, I'm kidding. All of the channels are of the devil because most of them are anti-Christian. Without Jesus, you are you know of the devil. But they're making it more and more obvious these last um, days that we're living in. Um, so, what is this show going to be about today. Well, we're going to uh, cover uh, with Susan when she comes on. We're going to be covering the church news, of course, uh, and uh, what I would like to also cover is um, um, some of the news that she's been looking at, and of course with Dave. Dave, we're going to be covering uh, uh, straight up end time news what's happening in the Middle East and, and me, me and Susan might even cover that as, as well because I, I think the information really needs to get out right now uh, about and we need to be watchmen on the wall and then we need to be warning people of what is going on uh, in these last days now you know a lot of us watchers were wrong, you know, and that's what watchers do. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a prophet, you know, so I'm not looking at for an excuse to be wrong, though. Uh, a lot of us don't try to be wrong. We just, uh, we just analyze the news, and, and when we analyze the news, we, you know, sometimes we get it wrong. You know? A lot of us uh, take uh, the Bible, and we interpret the, the Bible from the news instead of 
interpreting the news from the Bible. Like, um, man, this is crazy. Uh, Egypt uh, in in uh, Isaiah 19. Um, Egypt in Isaiah 19. I didn't know. I mean, I re- I kind of glanced over it. I mean, I read it, but I kind of more glanced over it, and it was saying that uh, Egypt would be taken over by a fierce ruler. And uh, now uh, I see how that can happen. Or actually, it already happened. Uh, So um, let me bring my guest on. Susan, uh, sorry to keep her waiting. Susan? Yeah, hi, Phil. How you doing? Good. I'm sorry to keep you waiting so long. Oh, that's okay. Bring you right on. Um, I, I'm glad to um, finally get back to uh, doing radio shows with guests on it. Yeah. I think that's my strong point, my weak point. Yeah, it's always good to... Uh, have guests on the program. I like to bring guests on my program too because uh there's people that don't know things that we know. Yeah. And you learn from other people. Yeah, yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, this um I actually got the wrong picture up. I had your uh your uh logo and I got Dave's picture up. I just noticed that I was doing a wirecast recording. Uh huh. Of the show and I and, and I had Dave's picture of all that time, so I'm gonna have to do some editing. We just start from where we start <laughs> in, interviewing. From. Yeah, well, right now I'm I'm in the um, phase of getting uh, my uh, studio. It's a simple one. I, I just, yeah. just to keep it simple. If you watch the uh, the show when I put it up on YouTube, I, I wanted to. Uh, just make it simple instead of yeah. just do too much, and um, and it looks good. I mean, it looks plain. It's kind of like um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Soldier Knows Best, but uh, he oh. he he has a nice little production. It's it's not a Christian production, but he he talks about computing and 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 you know, all this stuff. And I noticed that uh, his looks pretty sharp, but it's just simple. Oh <laughs> yeah, is he on YouTube? Yeah, he's on he he's on YouTube. Yeah, I'll take uh, a look at it. Yeah, he's 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 pretty he's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. But I I'm glad to have you on tonight. Let's let's talk about some of the news that you've come across as far as the church is concerned. Just recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's certainly been a lot of church news the last few weeks. It seems like things have happened that I would never expect to happen. Number one was the arrest of Creflo Dollar. Yeah. And I uh I never thought that I would see that happen. Yeah, me neither. Never. I was really uh shocked when I saw the story. And some people yeah. had pay, uh, posted it up on Facebook and <laughs> I yeah. couldn't believe it, but we know that um God is judging these uh, so-called ministries, and uh, I'd like to see these people either repent or go away. Just yeah, just go away and uh, 
stop representing Jesus Christ in a false way. Yes, ma'am. Yep. And uh, but anyway, Creflo Dollar, for people that don't know who he is, he's um, a pastor of what they call a mega church in uh, Georgia, World Changers. They also have a church in New York City, and uh, he is very very wealthy. He lives in a huge mansion and. Uh, reportedly, he drives a Bentley or a Rolls Royce or one of those type cars, and uh, he preaches a, a false gospel. Uh, as a matter of fact, Creflo uh, uh-huh. has been known to have people's YouTube channels removed. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is supposed to be a minister. But if he doesn't like what you're saying about him, then uh, he re- he reports you to uh, YouTube uh, for a copyright violation, whether you've committed one or not. And then they, if you get three of those, then they remove your channel. But uh, anyway, um, he allegedly uh, punched and choked his 15-year-old daughter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had an argument, and I guess he grabbed her or whatever. And uh, so she called 911. Now, uh, this kid, she doesn't care that her father is Creflo Dollar. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's not impressed. Yeah. So uh, anyway, she called the police, and they came, and they took him away. They arrested him. Uh-huh. And uh, so I guess uh, eventually there will probably be a court case, I imagine. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, now I've said this before, but I, I can imagine Creflo, he gets up in the morning, and he's Creflo Dollar, uh-huh. and uh, he's full of pride and arrogance uh-huh. and then later on in the day uh he's in jail so <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> you know talk about a wake up call from Jesus oh yes indeed indeed you think he'll um soften up no no I don't think so I don't yeah. think so I think that it it was really God I, I think that God allowed it to happen, and I believe that God was trying to get his attention. And yeah. uh, I think it's only the beginning of his downfall. I don't, I think personally, and I have no evidence of this, but this is just my personal feeling, is that he they're having financial problems at that ministry. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of them are. Yeah. I think a lot of the ministries... Uh, so-called ministries, because to me they're not really ministries, but uh, they, uh, they're they having financial problems. They just overbuilt, uh, especially uh, in the uh, late, say, 2005, 2006, when the money was really flowing in, and then they, they started building and expanding way beyond what they could really afford. Yeah. So I think it's going to come back to uh, bite them, really. And uh, yeah. so I, I think it's deeper. I think the whole thing is deeper than him just 
allegedly punching and choking his daughter. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot more going on, but uh, I really thought that was quite an amazing story, how God, you, you know, God is not mocked, so you can't uh, continue to preach a false gospel and claim to know Jesus Christ, and yeah. then you continue to disobey him and not preach the truth, but use the gospel to enrich yourself. And um, so that's one of the things that happened. But also uh, in the news uh, recently was the uh, reconciliation of Benny Hinn and his ex-wife, Suzanne. Uh-huh. Well, they're divorced. They they did get a divorce, and and uh, supposedly uh, their divorce attorneys cost over six hundred thousand dollars. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, now, what sincere minister of the gospel? If you really are a minister of the gospel, as he claims to be, spends mm-hmm. over six hundred thousand dollars on a divorce attorney. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Yeah. So what, what? What? So was that the reason why they reconciled? No, uh, they they did get the divorce, and uh, they've been divorced, I guess, for over a year. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, they're now appearing on his television program together. And the funny thing is, his ex-wife Suzanne now she looks exactly like Paula White. She dyed her hair blonde, and she's even got it cut like Paula. Wow. Yeah, so we know that Benny Hinn was dating Paula White uh, when he, while he was going through his divorce. He was photographed in Rome by the National Enquirer walking down the street holding hands with Paula. <laughs> the ink was not even dry on the divorce papers, and... He found himself uh, a honey. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's Christian about all that either. But so now that him and Suzanne are back together, she she has uh, adopted the Paula White look. Wow. Yeah. So she's not going crazy. Well, she did go crazy. Here's the here's the ironic thing is that Benny Hinn has claimed for many years that he has this miracle healing anointing and yet his wife who who he was married to for 20 years 30 years I don't know exactly quite a few years but he claim they they claim uh, and they say this themselves on the television program that she was addicted to prescription drugs for over 15 years she was a drug addict hmm. yeah and that she had a nervous breakdown. I don't know how many, but they said one, but there was probably more in the time that she was married to Benny. Wow. Yeah. Now, now, when we say reconcile, is that reconciliation, um, is, it, um, is it the kind that it's, it's, it's with repentance? Or is the reconciliation just for 
I mean, we can't. I, I'm I, in this stake. I can't judge, but is this this reconciliation? Is it for um, show uh, or for for them to better the image or recreate their image? So what I'm saying is, is it sincere? You think? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't. Uh... I I I wouldn't put anything past Benny Hinn, you know, because he's a liar and a deceiver. Yeah. I I it did annoy me um, when uh, he put his wife on the air, his ex-wife. I guess they're they're planning on getting remarried, but he put her on the air, and it kind of looked like he threw her under the bus with the uh, with her making the confession about her being a drug addict. On one yeah. hand, he was saying that. He takes the blame because he didn't spend time with his family. He was too busy traveling the world with his yeah. ministry, and he claims that he didn't even know that his wife was a drug addict. Hmm. Now that, how, yeah, how do you not know your wife is a drug addict? Yeah, <laughs> unless they weren't living in the same house. Maybe they weren't for many yeah. years. You know, who knows what was going on over there? But yeah, how do you not know that? Yeah. So. uh he, to me, he wasn't telling the truth, the whole truth. And then he, he, a few times he kind of said, well, you know, um, then I started going around Suzanne and the children said that, that she was changed. And I noticed, too, that she, she was changing and she seemed different now that she was off the drug. So he was kind of uh, putting the blame on her. And and I guess trying to get people to feel sorry for him that look he had this drug addict wife and yeah. so that that was the main reason that they got the divorce. Hmm. But uh, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean maybe they'll get remarried, but they they haven't changed their ways. I mean he's right back to pimping and taking up uh, you know his seed faith offerings and. Uh, he hasn't changed at all. And for her sake, she shouldn't really be following in his footsteps. Now, supposedly, they're supposed to be in the ministry together. They're going to have a ministry together. And, oh. uh, no, I didn't see any real repentance on either of their part uh, for uh, taking the gospel and using it uh, for their own gain. So, so how, how do you explain to the listeners uh, how how do we explain this? It says in Peter chapter two, it talks about the merchandising and things like that. But how do you explain to the the listeners uh, why we bring this stuff up? I mean, to me, for for me, it's to expose, and I'm pretty sure for Susan, it's to expose. But um, I don't want people thinking we're gossiping without putting it out there because. Well, no, it's not gossip because it's already out there. That yeah. I, th I think the the thing that people uh, uh, they have a misconception about gossip is that well, gossiping is when you make things up about people yeah. and you don't really know that they're true. But they they have already said these things, so it's yeah. not gossip. It's already you know it's something we're just reporting the news. And but we the thing, go ahead. Yeah, the thing that uh, maybe. Uh, probably, I would say 90% of the church world or people that claim to be Christians don't understand uh, what's really going on 
on on these uh, so-called Christian television programs and with these ministries that call themselves ministers, but they are manipulating you. Uh, they do not live by faith. They uh, found out that they can really cash in by having ministries. They've long ago... Uh, uh, they don't really care about people. Uh, the love of God has grown cold and for them because uh, they promise you the world if you will send them money to pray for you. You, uh, you can send Benny Hinn a prayer request and he will lay his hand. He will put your prayer request on an altar. And he will lay hands on your prayer request personally. Uh, here's a man that can't even uh, keep his own life together and his own family together, but yet he wants you to believe that if you send in $100 or $1,000, he will personally lay hands on your prayer request and pray for you because, after all, you can't pray for yourself <laughs> because God hears Benny Hinn and he doesn't hear you. Wow. Yeah, he's a special conduit. Yes, he's a special. <laughs> he has a special anointing with God that you don't have. But you can have it for a $500 offering or a yeah. $1,000 offering. So that's the thing is that most people don't realize that they're being conned. It's a con game. It's a pyramid scheme. And the one at the top is the one who is getting rich. Yeah, yeah. And that's um they can repackage that thing over and over again. They it, continually do it. Yeah. And yeah. you can turn on any uh of these channels, any of them. There isn't one channel uh of so called Christian television that any of these people have any kind of integrity. None of them. And as far as I'm concerned they can all go away. And uh, if God wants to bring television back, that's fine. Put some people on there that really have, that are going to tell you the truth, that tithing is not, uh, we don't have to tithe. We don't have to sow seeds to God to get God to do us favors. Uh, we give money to uh, help other people. That's the reason we give it. We don't give it to get something back. Yeah. That is not even Christian. Yeah, so. I I enjoy myself because uh, uh, what I do is I I give uh, tithes to my church like six months out of the year, and then I give it to uh, other ministries who are doing it worldwide, and then I reverse it. I I give my offering to my church, and then I give the tithes to somebody else. I, but I don't I don't um reason I do that because I want to be involved in world ministries, but um. A lot of times people, what's being hard to explain, and I know a few people on Blog Talk who get mad at me and you, especially you, because, because um, you know, they think they think that Benny Hinn is the light of the world. Oh, I know. I have the, I think I, I've had the worst feedback on my YouTube channel, the worst cursing and uh calling me names and uh, hateful <laughs> comments from the Benny Hinn fans and the T.D. Jakes fans. They're, they've been, they're the worst. Bleep, 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 bleep. I thought you were a Christian. 
Well, the yeah. thing is, it's it's uh, uh, we don't do. I don't do what I do for money. You don't do what you do for money. We do what we do because uh, we want to help people, and yeah. we want to tell people about the goodness of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth about God and the truth about Jesus, not making up stories. And uh, we don't put ourselves out there like we're some great thing going somewhere to happen. We know who the great one is. There's only one great one. Amen. And uh, so uh, I, w- I personally would like to see an end to all this. Uh, but uh, there, uh, while we're uh, having this conversation, there was another big story that's uh, been in the news anyway. It's been in the news for a couple months, but... It's the uh, TBN, the whole fiasco that's going on there. And we know for many years that um, TBN has been going on a downward spiral with the false preachers and the false gospel that uh, they've been producing over there, which has made them very rich because they're worth over a billion dollars. Yeah. The TBN network is worth over $1 billion. And so they don't ever need to take up another offering. They have plenty of money. And um, anyway, the granddaughter of Paul and Jan Crouch, who who is the daughter of Paul Crouch Jr., who's their son, anyway, she was the... A financial officer I think she was the chief financial officer She's 27 And she took was taking care of the finances There at the ministry mm-hmm. And she noticed that There were so many discrepancies And so many things that they were doing That they shouldn't have been doing And she tried to warn them about it And uh, they fired her And they accused her falsely Uh of embezzling money, and, and which they would do. I mean, who, that's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. You know, who's doing the embezzling? Give me a break. Good. But uh, when, uh, so anyway, she decided to file a lawsuit against the TBN attorneys, which oh. is kind of an, an indirect way to file the lawsuit against TBN. And she was, and she. She did a great interview, if anyone wants to listen to her interview. It's on um, Rapture Ready Radio, which is on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the interview is with uh, Jackie Alnor. Um, uh, I think she has a website, Apostasy Alert. But if you go to Blog Talk Radio, Rapture Ready Radio and and look for uh, Jackie Alnor's interview with Brittany Coper. Her name is Brittany Coper, and uh, she gives a great interview. She doesn't hold back at all. She tells it like it is, this kid. And I have to really admire her because just think of it. She she was in line to inherit this ministry one day, uh-huh. and that's a lot to give up because most of the kids like the uh, Richard Roberts, his children, and Marilyn Hickey, and John Hagee, and all the kids, they just follow right along after the parents. They don't ever rock the boat and stand yeah. up for the truth. But yeah. um, she uh, tells of the corruption. 
she uh, uh, in the interview she tells that her grandmother and her grandfather are both uh, drink way too much alcohol, probably alcoholics, that they have never lived together since she was she can remember. Now she's 27 and she said they have never lived together in the same house. Oh wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, and uh, she claims that her um grandmother has had multiple affairs. Mm. Uh I think the reason why she she's saying these things is because she's uh trying to protect herself too. Yeah. Um, she has now they they also uh, she did an interview with the Orange County Register, which is the local newspaper there, and she said it's time for God wants to throw the money changers out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the money changers. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> now this is interesting coming from uh, the granddaughter of the Crouches that she she uh-huh. saw this. It's not just me. And the other people, you and the other people on the internet that are saying these things. Now this is actually someone from the family uh-huh. who has seen uh, the things that are going on, the $50 million jet plane that TBN owns, the multiple million-dollar mansions around the country, the extravagant expenses on dinners, hundreds of thousands of dollars on uh, dinners a year, and uh, things that just don't add up. Wow. So, anyway, yeah. she uh, expect anything to happen there because she she's been working with the um, uh, I think the district attorney, and uh, so anything is 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 liable to happen there. But it's not. I'm not going to say it was Brittany Coper, uh, also the son of. The Crouch is Paul Crouch Jr. He he left the network. He's not working there anymore. Yeah. Wow. But he's working for the Word Network, which is I call it the Unword Network because that's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> that's one of the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of the of the networks, but anyway, um, I uh, I think <laughs> any anything can happen there. I think God is judging it. Yeah. And when God starts judging it, I don't care what you do. You you can't stop it. It's it's time. I think God used. I think God used me, and He uses other people on the internet because we can't get on these programs. We cannot call these people up. Uh, we can't uh, go to see them. They're not going to see us. So uh, God has used many of us to um, sound the alarm. And maybe if these people were wise, they would repent and yeah. turn from their wicked ways, and uh, God would heal them and restore them and deliver them before uh, it gets worse. Because when the government gets involved and the prosecutors get involved, they don't have any mercy. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I can't remember who uh, who it was, and I mentioned this the last time, uh, who said, it was like two years ago, they said uh, God is going to start exposing uh, most of these TV evangelists and people who are merchandising God 
He's going to start, first of all, you're going to start exposing them, and then he's going to start eliminating them. And I, I can't remember who that was. I can't remember if it was somebody else from on your show who said that or or somewhere on the Internet. I cannot remember who it is. But right now, if I can remember, I will really give them my my um, utmost attention. I will, <laughs> I yeah. A little bit more. But, yeah, he was like, yeah, and a couple of, he said, God will expose these these crooks, these hootlums, and they're going to be, I think it's, um, uh, what is his name? Uh, man, I forget his name. But I, I, I was like, wow, this dude was like right on point. He said he's going to go one by one. He said sometime two. <laughs> well, the thing is they have no fear of God. Uh, we know any of us that, know the Lord Jesus Christ and we have some kind of a conscience where actually that God does convict us of sin and we know that when we sin we know we're we're sinning these people are no longer convicted by sin they're no longer uh, they become so wealthy um, they think they can do whatever they want to people you you uh, you see an example of uh, now I have this I had a you uh, my other YouTube channel. Well, uh-huh. yeah, it was a good channel as far as we had uh, over a million people uh, look at some of the videos that we had up there. So I thought, wow, this is a good outreach here. And uh, But I don't have an audience like uh, Paula White or Mike Murdoch or Benny Hinn. I don't have that kind of an audience. So why would you want to bother me? And they actually took the time out of their day to uh, complain to YouTube about me, and uh, they had my channel shut down, uh, Paula White, uh, and I put it in quote, ministries, uh, tried to shut me up. So why doesn't she call me up or send me an email or something? You know, no. They go and they, they complain to you about YouTube like a bunch of babies. And it's not like I was saying anything that had had not already been reported in the news. It's already been reported. So these people are strange. They're very, very strange. And uh, they don't uh, listen to God. They don't listen to uh, other ministers that might be trying to say something that could help them down the road before they wind up in a jail cell. Nobody yeah. wants to wind up there. Yeah. Yeah, they're scared that it's going to spread. That's why they they scared it was going to spread like wildfire. Because I had I had you on the show, and um, I had uh, put it on YouTube. We talking about Benny Hinn, and that thing got 77,000 hits. Wow. I think, I took it down. Uh, reason why I didn't like the I didn't like the video texture. I said, man, you know, as far as the the, the video that was on my end, that was a problem. But me and you have great dialogue. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to. You can tell I'm not trying to get views. You can tell out of that's not my motive. So I also thought Ben had you on the show a long time ago. Oh no! I mean, the thing is, that's great. So, like, who knows me? Nobody really. Nobody knows me. I'm not out there. Uh, that anybody, but it has really nothing to do with me. It has something to do with what we're saying. 
that yeah, it's that's striking true. a chord with yeah. people. And uh, and I think that just like now, I was a word of faith preacher. I preached. Uh, I was. Uh, I had a television ministry for two years. Yeah. Um, I traveled all over the world. I took over thirty missionary trips to uh, overseas. I preached in hundreds of churches around this country and and in different parts of the world. So I was a seasoned minister myself in, uh, of the Word of Faith persuasion. So yeah. I was familiar with some of these people. I had met some of these people in person, and uh, so I have a little behind-the-scenes uh, information and know a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes. So even in my own life, I had to face that crossroads where, okay, are you going to go this way or and uh, do it the way they're doing it with the fundraising and the appeal letters and the seed faith offerings and all that? Because if I had done that, yeah, I, I probably could have had a fairly successful uh, so-called ministry, and then maybe people would have known my name and my face and whatever, but I didn't want to go that way. It didn't matter to me. Uh, you yeah. know, it wasn't that important for me to have a ministry and then compromise my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so we see that that's what's happened to these people, that uh, that a man can actually say that he lived with a wife, for 15 years and didn't know she was a drug addict? (laughs) This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's more like a political lie. (laughs) That's when I I thought to myself, now, there's some kind of political thing going on here. At first I thought I could be happy for the children because, of course, the children want their mother and father together. Uh, they, They want their family. Now, I could understand that for the children. But then when I saw, uh, I got a little little more of a glimpse into this situation, it looked to me that, yeah, like it could be political on his part to try to rescue his ministry. But I have news for Benny Hinn. He is not going to rescue his ministry because God Almighty himself is uh, taking that thing down. He no longer rents those big auditoriums like he did. He doesn't draw the crowds like he was at one time. He's going into churches more now to do his meetings. So he's not drawing the crowds, and his donations are down. He even basically said that himself, that he hasn't been uh, getting the uh, donations like he was. So I guess he thinks now with the restoration of his marriage and he's going to try to get his life in order that, you know, then he's going to have the big, great ministry that he once had. But that day is over for Benny Hinn. So he yeah. might as well face it. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he needs prayer. <laughs> oh needs. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He needs prayer big time because now, if you notice, I just a few minutes ago had uh, the TBN channel on, and now Paul Crouch Sr. is wearing a Catholic priest uniform. He's got the collar on. Oh, wow. And then you, you notice Benny Hinn has the collar on. He wears kind of a improvised uh, Catholic priest uniform. So when they start dressing like that, uh, you, you know you better run for your life because there's something big time wrong that yeah. uh, you actually get up in the morning and you put a costume on like that. Uh-huh. 
mean, who who dresses like that except somebody that wants to be religious? Yeah, yeah. They, um, um, I had a CD a while back, and they were talking about that you can be as God or you can be little God. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah, and it, sure. And most of y'all can uh, go look that up on YouTube. Just put Paul Crouch says he 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 is a god or a little god or whatever. Yeah. Um, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, the proof is on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and search search out most of the the, the stuff that's been him said in the past. And Paul oh yeah, Crouch, he said he wanted to use a Holy Ghost machine gun on people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much forgiveness can you have for these people? I mean, a lot of people out there are probably saying, well, just not lest you be judged on Matthew 7, but they, they need to read the whole Bible. They need to read the whole book, of, uh, the whole chapter, excuse me, uh, Matthew 7, and it says, get the plank out of your eye first before you get the speck. Now, nobody's perfect, but when they say the plank, that means serious sin. Um, so, uh, you know, if we stay repentant, like first John, uh, one nine, uh, I'm going to be able to say to Susan on the show, on this show, um, Benny Hinn's doing this and Benny Hinn's doing that. It's when I'm unrepentant and when I'm living hypocritically, then I, I, Jesus has a problem with me. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm not coming before the throne, of grace and asking God forgiveness and, and living out, you know, not living this, living my life in sin constantly. Uh, it says in First uh, John that he who, pra- who, who he who practices sin is of the devil, and he who practices righteousness is of, is of God. Right, uh, right. And- That's what the Word of God says. So. But these people are not practicing righteousness. No, they take your hard-earned money. Mm-hmm. And they spent six hundred thousand dollars on divorce attorneys because, oh, now they're supposed to be Christians and they can't sit down together at a table yeah. with a mediator and hash and hash out a divorce. Oh no, they have to go back and forth and back and forth and spend six hundred thousand dollars, and then stand on television and beg and tell you how much they they have to have money for their ministries. Well, who does that? You know, you don't do that. I don't do that. We don't go on uh, on the radio. I never ask anybody uh, for a donation. Uh, uh, Give them some kind of a sob story about my life so that they feel sorry for me. And meanwhile, I'm living in a multi-million dollar mansion like Benny Hinn and riding around in a $5 million or $10 million jet plane. Give me a break. Sell your plane. (laughs) Sell your house. Leave me alone. Yeah, pretty much. Sell some furniture. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if I need some money, I've got to sell something. Yeah. You know, God's not dropping it out of the sky uh, unless God decides he's going to bless me somehow. But uh, I don't go and try to take somebody else's money to pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah, but that's really a, that's a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. And God says, be holy for I am holy. Um, I'm not... You know, like I tell my my you know people around me, I say, hey, say, look, um, you know, God's working. It's just like the Old Testament when He uh, went and had Israel take out one nation at a time. And I'm, I'm like, how about in my life, you can take out about three or four of them, I'd be a happy person. But uh, <laughs> but God, 
God is working in 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 our lives where He did just like He did in Israel. He worked in it with Israel. It's the same concept. And I was reading that too. I was reading Ephesians chapter one, talking about how we were blessed and spiritual, you know, in high places with Jesus. And 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 then when you read the book of Joshua, you know, and how God had them handle each enemy. Uh, AI, you know, uh, Jericho, you know, they knocked them out one at a time. And, um, you know, and when we talk about Benny Hinn and them, I'm not, I, I, I normally, um, uh, I'm pretty sure Susan's the same way. I would like them to repent. I mean, yes, I would. I would. Yes, repent. Repent and really repent for your uh, pimping the gospel of Jesus Christ, for you, your. Uh, fundraising techniques that are disgusting and just get on TV then and tell the truth tell the truth about what you've really been doing to people and uh, repent and and then get right with God come back and uh, be a true minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and not somebody that's got a for sale sign uh, that you're wearing around your neck but uh, either if they don't repent, I would prefer that they would just go away. Just please go away because it is a sad rep- representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just imagine unsaved people watching these ridiculous Christian television programs. What they think? They know it's phony. Yeah. They know it's phony, and and it's a sad state of affairs when the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't know it's phony. Yeah. Yeah, well, God is exposing everybody. I mean, yeah, God is doing it. God yeah. is doing it because we uh, we can say things and we can talk about it, but I'm not trying to bring Brent, Benny Hinn down because God Almighty Himself. I don't have to try to get him taken off television or taken off YouTube, or uh, I don't have. I I can talk about it, but guess who who will who can bring him down, and that's God. Yeah, and another thing is, uh, you know, I've never hit my daughter, so I'm just making an illustration uh, that that when Benny Hinn, uh, when uh, Creflo Dollar or Benny Hinn hit their daughter, it's it's perfect. Per- you know, they, you know, come on, man, shake it off. But when Phil Armstrong hit his, his daughter, they come, they, I mean, everybody's like you, you know, they ain't gonna be no people backing me, backing me from the um, stuff that I do. And uh, like Eddie Long sits up in the church, um, and um, when he does is he, you know, sits up there, and the people sits in the in the audience, and they look at this being, this guy being coordinated. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wonder people, what is what is wrong with you. And people I, say, "Be careful! You're touching God's anointed." Um, oh, and gosh. I. And, and I'm thinking, I mean, are you serious? Are you, yeah, are you, yeah. What is wrong with you? Is there something wrong with you? Like, could you please come out of your stupor? It's like the church is hypnotized. Most of the the people that uh, you see going to these telethons and they go to these meetings and they and they hang around with these preachers, it's like they're hypnotized and they can't think for themselves. And uh, Look, God wants you to think for yourself, to open your Bible and find out what the Word of God says. And if, and wherever you're going, if the guy's not telling the truth, 
then you need to hit the door running and don't go back. You don't have to say, well, I think I'll just stay and pray for him, and uh, maybe I'll just stay here and be a blessing. Just leave. You'd be, yeah. you'd be better off staying home and uh, finding some church on the Internet to go to than, yeah. than going over to these places where uh, they're preaching a false gospel. Well, a lot of people say, well, um, you know, since you, since I've been having you on the show, people have been having problems with, you know, with, with you know, that. And I've been still having you on the show. It really doesn't make me a difference when people when people overlook the the guys the the people on television. I guess because they're famous. And they exactly, over- it's because they're famous, and I found that to be very true. Now, when I was out in my public ministry, uh, this was in the 1990s. I've been out of that kind of public ministry since 1997, but I noticed that now if I was in a room with say somebody like Robert Slairdon or uh, uh, say if I was in a room with someone like Mike Murdoch. Now, people would not want to talk to me. Yeah. Now, if, if I was trying to say something, they would ignore me, basically, and they would run up to the front and practically trample you uh, because they wanted to talk to Mike Murdoch or uh, Robert Slairdon or, or whoever the famous person was. That was in the room. So, yeah, they have some kind of, they're starstruck, and they think, well, just because this person is famous and they have a big name and they're well-known, well, then after all, what would Phil Armstrong know or Susan Puzio? Because they're yeah. not famous. Yeah, and the Bible says, well, don't have any uh, any uh, fellowship with darkness, but reprove it. I mean, bring it out to the light. Yeah, exactly. And it is the unfruitful works of darkness when somebody... <laughs> Is is uh, standing up in a church or standing on a, in a, a television program, and they're telling you to send them money, and if you send them money, God's going to give you a job, and He's going to give you a husband, and He's going to save your family. When Jesus Christ Himself already did all that, when He died on the cross, He already made provision for your family to be saved. And you can pray and ask. What's wrong with the Bible? It says, "Ask and you shall receive." It doesn't say anywhere where here. Give, bribe God. God doesn't say here. Okay, bribe me with five dollars. Just try it. Bribe me with five dollars and see if I won't jump off the throne for you. Like, yeah. is that in the Bible anywhere? I don't see that. Yeah. Well, I I, I pay. This is what I do, sister. I pay my tithes and I pay offering. And I do that um, particularly, and I'm not going to sit up here and say that he does not tell us because he actually told us in the Bible that see, you know, pay, pay, you know, give, give bring your, bring your money to the, the storehouse and improve me and watch and see what I would do. And I don't live that way. I live the way where I, I want, I, I want to give money to watch the gospel grow, either at my home church here in Spokane, Washington, or to a ministry like Back to the Bible or or uh, Through the Bible, J. Vernon McGee, I like, or or some other person, you know, that's going to preach the gospel. So yeah, I want to be a part of God's kingdom, like you said earlier. I want to be a part of giving to His kingdom. So yeah, but as far as 
um, you know, uh, giving, you know, like he tells some poor uh, lady, young girl with five kids to send this, you know, to me and, and, and watch this happen. You know, it, hey, if she, I wouldn't do it if, if it was the food that all, coming off my kid's table. The yeah, Bible exactly. says, you know, I'm not going to do that. Well, but I mean, I, it's, it's it because, you know, it's wrong. It's wrong. And and the thing is, the storehouse in the Old Testament was actually a building where they stored food. It had nothing to do with money because yeah. tithing was never money. It was always food. And in, in the Old Testament, if anyone wants to go and read it, if you look up the word willingly or free will, they actually took up free will offerings in the temple for the support of the temple. So it was free will. And it's always it always has to be free will. You do it of your own free will, and you do it as the Holy Spirit leads you. So in the New Testament, does say that don't don't give grudgingly, um, or of necessity. It says don't give of necessity, and the word there necessity means don't. In other words, don't give because you have to. Yeah. You give because you want to, because God loves a cheerful giver. Yes, Amen. Thank you, thank you for that close out. <laughs> Amen. Well, I want to thank you for having me on, Phil. And yeah, it was a good, good conversation. And I hope the listeners are blessed. But yeah. you know, just check everything out with the Word of God, and just stand up and and just say no. Just say yeah. no that you're just not going to put up with this mess anymore. Uh, yeah. People that call themselves uh, child of God that. Uh, and they're not. They're false brethren who have crept in. And so it's time Amen. for the real. All Amen. right, then. You be blessed. That's a you too, Susan. You have a wonderful night. Okay. For, I, I want to hear a little bit about the, uh, you know, Mubarak is on his deathbed, and the Muslim Brotherhood have taken over there in Egypt. Yeah. So. Isaiah, Isaiah 19. <laughs> yeah, I'll be listening. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that's Susan Fuzio from Prophetic News. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to bring our next guest. Uh, we're going to bring in Dave Lillard from Home Church. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll be back. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Okay, I'm hoping that is not a echo with that uh, commercial because I actually got my microphone fired up, and it's for Wirecast. If anybody's looking for a software, yeah, I'm promoting Wirecast. I'm not selling it, but I don't have time to sell it. I got other things to do. Um, 
Wirecast is an awesome software for um, putting videos on. And y'all see in the future, y'all, I'm going to start promoting my uh, web channel a lot more um, on, on YouTube. And uh, oh, it's wonderful. Um, matter of fact, as I have guests on, I'm going to think of some things that I was going to would ask them. And I would, you know, have a simulcast, which is um, being off of YouTube and being off of Justin TV. But right now, I'm not doing Justin TV or any other live stream. But the software is awesome because you can actually play a a video clip, or you can do an interview window, uh, and you can jive it together. You can play uh, practically anything. And, and some of those guys on YouTube, they know how to wire that stuff together where they can do a, a Skype interview at the same time. But I would have to plug mine in and do the Skype interview after um, first and then plug it back into YouTube and then do the live broadcast. But anyway, um, uh, so what I wanted to say right quick before I bring Dave on uh, is is we – we have to uh, play by the rules, and people say, "Well, there are are there rules to play by? Are we saved by the law, or are we saved by grace?" Well, when we look at the Word of God, um, He talks about being obedient to God's Word in First John. I love First John because it brings out a lot of truth. Um, it's it's a microcosm of salvation. It's, it's telling us everything that we need to know about salvation, that God gives us help also. And by faith, we have overcome the world. And and it talks about Antichrist. There are many Antichrists. There might be a little next door to one. I mean, it talks about as when we get ready to see Christ, we'll be like him. as he, We'll see him as he is. But the Bible also talks about being practicing righteousness. He says, anybody who practices unrighteousness is of the devil. Anybody who practices righteousness is of God. Um, and me, myself, I get the plank out of my eye before I can get, I don't even try to get the speck out. I should be praying for people. And that's what you. That's what I believe, and that's what Susan believes, and that's what most people that come on the show believe, that we need to pray for these people. And the reason why I bring Susan on is some people have to know what's going on with their church leaders. The church is crashing, folks. The church is full of apostasy. The church is no longer strong. That's cr- now, there, now, when you look at Philadelphia, he says, you're, he says you, you're, you're weak, but you have kept my word. What does that mean? He says that we're surviving off the strength of the Lord. But there's other ministries out there who are not doing that. They're, they're more surviving off their own strength. They're, they're caring about their own way that the world is looking at them. They're caring about how their ministry is going to function uh, as far as how much more money can we get. A rock, what a Tandy or Rockefeller said, hum, he's on his deathbed. He says, how much more money is enough? He said, just one more dollar. And that's exactly what these guys are doing. Like Susan said, he's a billion-dollar empire uh, on television, worldwide network, and they still need another dollar. Okay, I know I probably you know anger some people. We've been angering people for a while, and we're probably going to continue to probably anger people. 
But anyway, um, so Walk Talk Radio is a gift from God, and I and I thank Walk Talk Radio for giving us the opportunity to come on. Uh, I'm not on all the time. I got my I got my kids. Now I hope that that was not uh, happening during that whole time. I check. Okay, you I did? check. I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Was it good deal? Echo sound. I'm not getting any echo here. That was crazy. Uh, well, anyway, I turned up the speaker. I'm kind of confused because every time I get down here and do a radio show, you probably a pro at this. But every time I come down here and, get and do a radio show, there's something else. Either I'm not prayed up for this show, or or the devil's killing me. One of the or, two. Or there is a third possibility. <laughs> What's that? You just haven't quite mastered the equipment that you got yet. Yeah, exactly. I and found you, out when I started started doing radio two years ago that it was trial and error for about the first two months. Yeah. And finally, God opened the door, and he sent people with love gifts to purchase the right equipment to put together a complete radio station in my home. Yeah. And then he provided a broadcast band internet connection that allows me to broadcast and as you can hear our signal sounds like an fm radio station going over the internet yeah it does sounds real good and it's all because the lord knew that i would need the equipment and he sent people who had the financial ability to provide for the need at the time and i didn't even ask these people to show up (laughs) I I put out a general notice that we needed offerings to purchase equipment, and they started calling and saying, what do you need and how much does it cost and where can you get it? Yeah. I've actually had people buy things like a digital recording studio, a portable digital recording studio, and have it shipped to our office. Wow. Microphone shipped to the office. Somebody called up and said, "You need a you need a uh, mixer board for your for your sound, so it'll be clear and you've got compression." They sent the money. Wow! So go to go to go to the here's where you can get it in your local area. Here's the address. Here's the money. Go get it. Yeah. So all you know, the Lord will provide what we need when we need it. Sometimes He provides it at a time that we think it's a little bit late, but with Him, it's always. Right on time. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You're speaking to me now. Right on time. Uh, I have a um, uh, wonderful um, suggestion for software, and if you ever decide to do it, um, it's called Wirecast. How is there any talk about it? Yeah. Made made a little note here on my pad, Wirecast, look it up. Yeah, look it up online on Google, and, and you'll be amazed. Uh, or you can also do VibBlaster. VibBlaster is cheaper. They actually got a home edition for you to, to do. Um, mine, I, I'm still waiting to get in the garage to um, to uh, get ready to set up the desk and, and put some siding on it, some siding I have. And then I got a green screen also. I got a lot of stuff. I mean, I got things I can I got my two two 
two little kids throughout the day and my nine-year-old and the rest of the two teenagers, and they they take up a lot of time. So what I'm doing now is trying to eat right so I can have the energy to get up and do <laughs> and, and, and everything's going to be taped. I'm not even – I used to have a brother. I used to have a big problem with not being live, and it, it, and it made me kind of uh, lackadaisical, a lazy where mm-hmm. I, I wanted to wait until I can be live. If if I didn't if I didn't have if I couldn't be live, I couldn't do it. Because a lot of people on YouTube they ask a lot of the people that's on YouTube they ask, where's the chat room? Where is this? You know, where's that? Are you live? Are you live? Uh-huh. You no, know, and and I'm like, no, I'm not live. So I got this software called Propaganda, and it's kind of like yours. Uh, it makes you sound like you're in the studio, and I'm just gonna take. I mean, I hate to say it, but I have two, like I said, I have two kids during the day. I get up in the 4 o'clock in the morning. I might do live shows at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, but how am I going to get my guests on? You know, that, that's another thing. Bill, don't call me. <laughs> I ain't going to call you that early, Don't brother. call me for a 4 o'clock in the morning interview unless you've got coffee and donuts waiting. <laughs> I'm not going to call you that way. I got a um I got a, a another picture uh of you. I haven't seen this picture though. I, I finally found it. It was on Google's image and you you're sitting you're standing next to a cross, a red cross and you're holding a bible and you got a gray shirt on. You uh-huh. familiar with that picture? Yes, I am. Yeah, I, I was right quick before the show. I was like, "Let me find a picture to put on the, you know, the interview." Part and yeah, I, I took that picture uh, Christmas two years ago. That's actually a Christian flag hanging in the living room oh. of uh, of my home, and yeah. I, I just set up my camera with that little what is it, ten second delay on it, and just snapped that picture so I'd have something with a nice background. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, love the a, Christian flag. You got an awesome voice for radio. This little thing, I've only had it fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a radio voice. I mean, That's I know awesome. I got one, but you got a really good radio voice. Well, I appreciate that. The Lord has blessed me with a, a few little things. Uh, unfortunately, I was blessed with a, a face for radio. Um, <laughs> and as as folks will see when our video ministry kicks into full gear here in the next couple of weeks, uh, uh, I probably won't have that many viewers, but uh, hopefully my my hearers won't go down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have um, you say you you said you got a new video uh, camera, right? Oh man, the Lord works in mysterious ways; His wonders to perform. About three weeks ago, we had donated to this ministry a gently used Panasonic portable TV camera. Hmm. This was a camera that was. Uh, designed to be used for shooting news broadcast out in the field. Yeah. It's a digital uh-huh. videotape. Uh-huh. And it is an amazing, an amazing little camera. I have finally been able to secure the manual on it, and I've learned as much about it as I can. We're mm-hmm. waiting on a donation to arrive. It should arrive any day now that will give us enough money to buy a battery-powered wireless microphone pack to go on the camera. Oh. We are waiting on studio lights and green screen to arrive. We're going to start doing some some video work using green screen uh, capability. We are also waiting on our first uh, shotgun microphone for doing 
uh, work with the shooting movie style video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the process of putting together a small set that will be the backdrop for most of our programming. And Phil, we're about to make a movie called Wish I'd Listened that we're hoping to have available for folks to see on YouTube by the end of August. And it will be made available through our website for purchase uh, mm-hmm. probably sometime in September. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a short film. It's only going to be about 30, 45 minutes long. But it's going to be a film that's going to have some scenes in it that if you show it to unsaved loved ones, mm-hmm. they're going to stop. Yeah. They're going to stop, and they're going to say, wait a second, that's going to happen? It'll wake some folks up. Yeah. It'll really wake some folks up, and we're hoping and praying that a lot of people will get a copy of the video. It's going to be very inexpensive. I think the very most it will cost is be like $15. And we're trying to get it to where we can produce it for $10. We're not looking to make a profit here. Uh, We're looking to get this movie out to people, and it will be available on YouTube for people to see for free, but you won't be able to download it. Yeah, yeah. So who who is we? Well, I I put together – I'm putting together a a production team, uh, people who have experience making films, making music videos that are going to help me – Get this thing produced and on on film so that we can we can get it out. Yeah, I I I I was just finna to come downstairs and um, upload. Uh, actually, I would have to do it upstairs, so I kind of like stuck my foot in my mouth. But I wanted to get uh, uploaded one of your songs to play. <laughs> So I want to do that. I want to do that next time. I should have been did that. I mean, I had the sons for like two. I wasn't thinking. I got like I said, I got kids and no biggie. And my wife come home at twelve o'clock. I go to sleep and it's like a revolving door. But um, I um was I I love listening to your shows. Uh, you 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 very uh, informative. Uh, I kind of kind of compare you to Rick Wilds. I don't know if you know him or not, but. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you do a lot more preaching than he does because I don't think he has to. Talk. He he normally just do the news and have a guest on, but um, I, I kind of when I kind of listen to you, I kind of you kind of remind me of Rick Wiles. But um, huh? I've been listen, yeah, I've been listening to Rick Wiles for about fifteen years, uh, probably well, maybe longer than that, probably about fifteen years, um, and. Uh, Man, there's a lot of things going on in, in, right now that it, it looks. I know you have a you have a slightly different curve on what you think is happening than I do. Um, me, I I, I, de- I developed a uh, curiosity for it. Um, uh, at first, I was bored with Egypt. Uh, I was literally, I was like, man, what what does Egypt got to do with it right now? You know, yeah, then, a whole lot. Man, yeah, and then Isaiah, Isaiah 19, it was like, and and an evil ruler should, uh, a fierce ruler should take over, uh, and I'm like, is this so? Is this the, is this it? Now, given the fact that Syria is going crazy right now, and Assad is going to get yanked out of there, I mean, you can't draw this up any better than we are drawing it up now, where you got. You got in Mexico the president of the United States sitting next to the Russian leader, and he's the Russian leader just looking like he. I want to get out of here. I can't stand it. 
Well, he does want to get out of there because his troops are about to begin maneuvers with Syria and China in yeah. Syria in the yeah. next 48 hours. So, yeah, he wants to get out of that summit so that he can get back there and be in command of his troops because they're going to start getting the final pieces of the foundation laid to go against Israel. So, yeah, yeah. he wants to get out of there. Yeah, exactly. He was basically there just for the photo op. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's got other like, things on his mind. This is like a movie, man. I mean, I know, I mean, true, it's like a movie that they're in, but it's like even the average citizen is sort of like in the, in the Matrix. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we were sitting there listening to uh, 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 uh college football coach who molested kids and the news anchors are trying to make it seem like it's okay. I mean, I mean, it seems like they're sort of like just, I mean, to me, that's like what he did is like, wow. And then even the judges and stuff like that, they're, the 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 whole system that this guy's falling up under, they like he's got to go see a psychiatrist on Monday, and you know I'm I'm like dude, this dude is really 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 either totally have no clue, or he's possessed by aliens or, or demons or something. Well, so Phil, we have to we we have to stop, and we have to look at this in the proper perspective. Please enlighten me. <laughs> Number one, right now, the man is accused. I, I have, I've had to catch myself in this a lot myself. Until the man is convicted, convicted he yeah. is accused of doing this. Yeah, that's true. There, there are many cases that are being overturned right now because people rushed to judgment mm-hmm. before... They had all the facts. Even the Bible says, let all things be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses and let them be proved. Yeah. So what we're going through right now is the proving stage. Yeah. That's if I was arrested tomorrow on a charge. In our form of government, everyone is presumed innocent until proven guilty. And I thank God for that, and that is, by the way, all of you atheists who may be listening, that is a biblical principle that our founding fathers set up to protect the citizens of this nation. So until he's judged guilty by a jury of his peers, he's been accused. He's not guilty yet. Although I, I personally have my own beliefs that he's guilty of sin, but until the man is convicted by a jury of his peers... He is allegedly this perpetrator of this horrific set of circumstances. Now, the defense team's job is going to be to get him off. So they're going to pull every ploy they can, which they're entitled to. They're going to send him for psychological examinations. In the end, what it's going to prove out to be is they know he's guilty, but they're having all these tests run to show that he does have some sort of mental malady that might negate a shorter sentence when he is convicted and is sentenced. That's probably what they're trying to do. But again, especially in in the Christian community, no one is guilty until the facts are established in the voice of two or three witnesses and they are convicted before whatever court or tribunal is set up. So we have to not rush to judgment, Phil. 
Yeah. We have to let this thing play out and give the guy the benefit of the doubt because, especially here in my area, I live in the in the North Texas area, and we have a district attorney in Dallas County, Texas, who has taken it upon himself to go back through cases where people have been convicted wrongly of a mm-hmm. crime. Yeah. And since this particular district attorney has been in office, he's been able to prove six or eight different times where eyewitness testimony convicted the wrong man. The DNA yeah. evidence proved that that person wasn't the right one, and now they've gone out, and in a couple of cases, because of the DNA evidence, they've actually been able to locate the right person, free the wrong, and put the right one in jail. Yeah. So that that's what they're they're basically doing right now. But the thing of it the thing that we really need to talk about tonight Middle East. Oh yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Eighteen months ago. And I think you I think you had me on right after I made this prediction. Uh-huh. Eighteen months ago I predicted that the the Islamic Brotherhood, the Muslim Brotherhood, would put the next president into Egypt. Hmm. Yeah. Eighteen months ago, when this thing first started with Egypt, mm-hmm. guess what just happened this last weekend, Phil? Yeah, election. <laughs> they elected a member of the Muslim Brotherhood to be the next president of Egypt. Yeah. You know what his first remarks included? What is that? He's going to break the peace treaty with Israel. He's putting troops in the Sinai Peninsula, or he wants to put troops in the Sinai Peninsula. And he is going to align himself with an allegiance with Iran, biblical Persia. Wow. Wow. Now, folks, (laughs) you got to listen to this, people. So get the bubble gum out of your ears and listen. I want you to get a map of the Middle East. If you've got a good Bible, there's a map of the Middle East in the back of your Bible. And I want you to note something. Take your finger along the top of the African continent and find Libya. You've got Libya. Next to it, you've got Egypt. Just below Egypt and a little bit to the right, you have got ancient Ethiopia which included the Sinai part, a portion of the Sinai Peninsula. Then you've got Saudi Arabia. We're moving from left to right. Mm-hmm. You have Iraq. You have Iran. Going north, you have Afghanistan, Pakistan, Jordan. Then you have Lebanon. Then you move to the left, and you've got Syria. Yeah. You move a little bit up, and to the left, you've got Turkey. You move up above the Caspian Sea. Guess what you've got? Southern Russia. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look along the coast of the Mediterranean, there's this little tiny sliver of land there called modern-day Israel. Yep. There is a crescent moon encircling the country of Israel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every one of those nations encircling tiny little Israel is a Muslim country. Yeah. Without exception. Right now, Russia, China, Syria, and Lebanon are about to start what they call the largest war games in modern history with these nations involved. 
Hmm. Guess what all of these nations have in common, besides most of them being Muslim? They all want to run Israel off the face of the earth. Yeah. There is a prophecy that Bible scholars say is either going to happen just before the rapture of the church, the great gathering together of the faithful saints, or immediately after, and that is the destruction of Damascus that is brought to our attention in the book of Isaiah, 17th chapter. Yeah. There, a story just came out that uh, says the Iranian president, Muhammad Ahmadinejad, is going to retire after his uh, current term as president is over. Mm-hmm. Don't believe it. <laughs> Don't believe it. The man has got his, his finger on it, and he has openly said that the Mahdi, the Twelfth Enlightened One, the one that you and I know as the Antichrist of the Bible, supposedly has already come to him and told him that he is to prepare the way for his arrival. Hmm. And the Dajjal, which is uh, the false prophet to us Christians, it is a uh, impersonation of Christ in the Muslim faith. Yeah. They're set to come onto the world scene. Now, Egypt is now under the control of a president who is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. He wants to take Egypt back a hundred years, require women to women take all the rights that women have enjoyed in Egypt for all these decades. He wants to take it away. They can work no longer. They can go to school no longer. They're going to be required to wear the burqa. He wants to bring Sharia law to Egypt and do away with the constitutional government that they've had. Hmm. Folks, if if you need any clues that the Bible is absolutely true, it's, it's staring you in the morning newspaper and on your 6 o'clock news. The prophetic clock on the wall of God's throne room right now, it reads 115959. When it turns midnight, we're out of here. Amen. Those who have been faithful to the cause of Christ, those who are following his teachings, those who are praying, who are studying their Bible, who are doing everything they know to do to raise the money to spread the gospel around the face of the earth, those who are taking an active part in going out and one-on-one evangelism, mm-hmm. we're going to go. The faithful are out of here. Amen. My strong recommendation to you, if you're one of those that's playing church, if you're one of those that are going through the motions, you better quit going through the motions and you better get down on your knees and get it right and get it right right now. Amen. Game playing time is over. The Bible specifically says there will be one generation, one, that sees all the prophetic pieces fall together. Jesus himself, Yeshua HaMashiach, said this generation that sees all of this come together will be the generation that sees his return. Well, guess what? This is the generation that's seen all these pieces fall together. Oh, yeah. All the pieces of the prophetic puzzle that have been long awaited for nearly 2,000 years they have all now come together. 
the next huge prophetic event that will involve the church happens after an angel shouts and a trumpet sounds. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then those of us which are alive and remain will be gathered together in the clouds to meet them in the air, and we will all go to forever be with our Lord. Amen. Amen. The prophetic puzzle's there. Now, brother, uh, let me ask you this question then. Um, Do you still believe, because I had you on the show a a year ago, um, and uh, I I myself, um, I would like to go back and listen to those shows again. But um, do you believe that the fall, and I think that was you were just saying that, Actually, it was Rick Wilds who was saying that the that whatever happens when this stuff starts to kick down, uh, the brunt of it will be in the fall, uh, meaning the rapture of the church, the you know the markets collapsing and things like that. Um, how, what's the timeline? What's your timeline um, for these events? Well, Phil, as we all know, the Bible teaches us very clearly, and Jesus himself said this, no man knows the day or the hour of his return. Not the angels, not the Son, only the Father. Mm-hmm. But the Father is a smart man, is a smart being. He gave us prophetic clues. In 2008, I was watching the presidential candidates do their dog and pony shows on uh, Fox News. Mm-hmm. And a voice came to me that, that said, if a Democrat is elected president, their term will not end before the coming of Christ. Hmm. Well, as we all know, a a Democrat was elected president. Yeah. I had to hear that same message the fourth time before it kicked into my my my, my thinking, and I began putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. A Republican would not stand for some of the things that are going on that a Democrat would. Mm -hmm. A Republican president would not do what a Democrat president would do. They're just diametrically, in their thinking, two two different types of people. We're looking at, right now, some very serious things. In direct answer to your question, I believe that we need to be looking at the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, as a time, that season, when we're going to exit stage up, so to speak. I believe that all the things in the Bible, the way that Christ described how his coming was going to be, it would would take me two or three hours to go through all of it, Phil, but suffice it to say that... More Bible scholars than not believe that his coming will probably come during the Feast of Trumpets, and then seven years later, he will return at Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Yeah. Uh, Prophetically, they're saying Rosh Hashanah is a picture of the rapture. Then the feast between uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are a picture of the tribulation period. Yom Kippur is a picture of Christ's second coming to the earth in physical form. And then the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the last feast of God, is a prophetic picture of the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. 
And if you look at it without looking at it through religious eyes, if you look at it without looking at it through denominational uh, man-made doctrines and thinkings, if you just look at it in the pure light of Scripture, man, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes sense that that particular time and season, even the way he described it, no man knoweth the day or the hour. That's exactly how they described looking for the sliver of the new moon to start the Feast of, Tabern- uh, feast of Trumpets from the mm-hmm. time of Moses. Yeah. Because yeah. if they saw the sliver of the new moon on that first day that they were expecting it, the feast would start. Yeah. If they didn't see the sliver of the new moon, the feast started the following day. So no man knew the day nor the hour. Yeah, exactly. It just and, fits. Yeah. And not to mention that there's there's 24 time zones. <laughs> so no man knows the day and hour anyway. Well, when you're talking about time zones and, and days and directions, you look to Israel. Yeah. Every direction... When it talks about in the Bible, when it's speaking of directions, it's speaking of that direction from Jerusalem. Yeah. When it talks about the north country, that's Russia. It's north. Of, it's far north of Israel. When it talks about the Southland, you're looking at Saudi Arabia, yeah, and Iraq. Yeah. When it talks about the eastern lands, you're looking at what is today modern Jordan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Lebanon. Yeah. Jordan. Uh. Yeah. And when you're talking about time zones, you, you have to look at what what time is it in Jerusalem right now. Yeah. Uh, the, the rabbinical teachers teach a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. In God's eye, the Temple Mount is the Hi, center of Jerusalem. British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. Jerusalem is the center of Israel. Yeah. And Israel is the center of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We here in the West don't think like our brothers and sisters do in the Middle East and particularly in Jerusalem. We need to think a little closer to to the way they think and learn to look at the scriptures through the eyes of a Jewish person. Yeah. If we do that, they come alive, man. <laughs> I mean, they jump off the page and it's like, wow, I would have <laughs> never thought of that. That's why I love Hebraic roots so much. And and reading about the prophecies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many of the prophecies, if you know the history of the time and the way the people lived, you get a better picture of what's happening. For example, uh, talking about the uh, the prophetic meaning of the various harvest cycles. Did you know that when they're they're working with the uh, the wheat, is it the wheat or the barley? No, it's the, it's the barley harvest. Mm-hmm. Barley has a hard shell around it, yeah. and that hard shell has to be cracked so that they can get to the meat, the soft center. Yeah. The way they did it in ancient times, where they took it to the threshing floor, and they had a a donkey or an ox pull a board that had embedded in it rocks and metal plates that would break the shells open. Do you know what that board was called? Mm-hmm. It's called a tribulum. It's the same root word where we get 
tribulation, hmm. where things are broken down so you can get to the meat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But we would not understand that or know that if we didn't start looking at things a little bit differently. Now, prophetically, Phil, I do not believe we have much time. No. I do not believe that, that uh, Governor Romney will be able to win this election. I believe that Barack Hussein Obama will win re-election, and he will win it by the narrowest of margins in American history. I believe there will probably be at least one, possibly two recounts to verify that he did get a narrow win. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama has already got in place everything that needs to be in place to force Americans to take a radio identification device in their hand or their forehead by the end of 2014. Hmm. It's all in place. He has got everything there, and he's going to use his Obamacare as the premise for it. Hmm. Wow. What do you you see at um, the time of all? Um, the month of all, which happens in the next couple of, well, 30 days. Um, do you see that as a time where uh, the Pandora's box will be open and uh, leading up to the tri- beginning of a tribulation period, whatever year it is? Um, because I always saw that as, 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 as an important date, uh, the time of all. This year, uh, it's the ninth of all that's the concern date. And um, when I mean by open the Pandora's box, what I mean by that is the lead up to the tribulation period. Uh, now, we know, for me, Ezekiel 38 and 39 falls um, before the tribulation period. And I think he gave, them a, he gave us a little small hint, which nobody seems to bite on it. And it says he shall burn the weapons for seven years. I think that's going to start... What, what I think is going to happen there, Phil, is real simple. The church is going to be taken out either just before or just after Damascus is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Damascus will be destroyed by the Israelis. Uh-huh. I believe that the the Hezbollah and Hamas fighters in Lebanon are going to pull up that cache of hidden weapons that used to belong to Saddam Hussein that was taken up there just prior to the start of the war on terror. Mm-hmm. That's hidden in bunkers and caves around the Damascus area. Now, we're talking chemical and biological weapons. Yeah. I believe the terrorist groups are going to fire those chemical and biological weapons into northern Israel. When they do that, the immediate jerk reaction of the Israeli people will be to defend themselves, which any nation would. Uh-huh. But Israel is going to do it with nuclear weapons. Yes, and they will wipe Damascus off the face of the earth with a nuclear retaliatory attack. Hmm. I believe that is what is going to start the war of Gog and Magog. Yeah. The Islamic community will go up in arms... Russia will come down, and as Ezekiel says, Russia will be the commander because they have the technical ability, they have the 
long military standing. They'll be the leader. Yeah. And then all of these Muslim nations will converge on poor little Israel in the Valley of Megiddo. But God's going to be there. The world's yeah. going to be saying, oh, no, Israel's going to be wiped off the face of the earth. Not yet. Not going to happen. Because the Bible tells us that anger will come up in God's face. Yeah. And he will defend Israel. Mm-hmm. The clue that this kicks off the seven-year tribulation period, or happens right at the beginning of it, is what you just pointed out. For mm-hmm. seven years, they burn the weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Seven months it takes to bury the dead. Seven years they burn the weapons. I believe that this cataclysmic battle will be the thing that brings in the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. He will step up and say, look, we don't have to do this anymore. I've got a plan that will bring peace to this area. Let's, let's start off with a seven-year peace treaty. All get acquainted. All get acclimated to this. We'll also save the world's economy from going to the hell in a handbasket. Everybody will be happy, and we can all live in peace for at least seven years. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. they don't last very long. Yes, the agreement is signed. Yes, it allows Israel to build the third Jewish temple on the Temple Mount in the rightful place. We have learned in the last few years that the Holy of Holies is is under what is known as the Dome of the Spirits, the uh, Muslim mosque that's a very tiny, more like a gazebo-looking thing to you and me. But beneath it is the actual location of the Holy of Holies from the Bible times. It's directly in line with the Messiah's Gate. And as we know from Scripture, when Jesus comes off the Mount of Olives after he returns, he's going to walk across the Kidron Valley through the Messiah's Gate and into the temple. Guess what? He can't walk through the Messiah's Gate and into the temple if the temple's not in line with the Messiah's Gate. Yeah. There's another clue. Where's Where's the Holy of Holies? Right there. You can see it. You can see the Mount of Olives through the Messiah's Gate, the Eastern Gate, standing on the front porch of the temple. Hmm. So now we know about precisely where it is, and other archaeological digs have confirmed it and have actually found uh, the foundation wall to the temple of Solomon. Yeah. That is right there. So the it's not a speculatory thing. It's been confirmed. And the reason we're not hearing more of it is because the Israeli government doesn't want the Muslims going in there and damaging the rock underneath that platform that is the sacred rock of the Holy of Holies. They don't want them to do it, so you still got all these stories running around that it might be here, it might be there, it might be over here, it might be over there. If nobody's saying for sure it's right there, then nobody's going to go dig it up and try to destroy it. They're very cautious about that, and I don't blame them. And, of course, we know where the uh, the Ark of the Covenant is. It's right where it's been since Jeremiah's time. Hmm. It's, it's been hidden in a cave beneath the Temple Mount. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. And it has been seen. It has been verified. Yes, there are other stories that it's over here, it's over there, it's over there. Well, would you want somebody going and digging it up or trying to dig it up? 
before it's time? No. But yes, we are we are there. I believe that the this battle that we're or this this Phil, it would not surprise me if in the next few weeks Damascus is gone. Yeah, that's what yeah, yeah. It yeah. would not surprise me because of this military engagement that they're about to start. Hamas and Hezbollah want to get rid of Israel. They want the Palestinian state. They want to take over eastern Jerusalem, which is the holy city. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't attack sometime in the next 60 to 90 days. It would not surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do, Israel has already said, we've been gassed once during Hitler's time. You're not going to gas us again. If you attack us with chemical and biological weapons, you won't have a city to go back to. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you believe that the times of awe, which starts, um, like I said before, I believe that, that, and I believe it's a while back, that the day of awe will be the day that will... I don't, and, and it might come in millions, thousands of uh, combinations, but I believe that that day will, the ninth of all, will be the day where it opens the Pandora's box. It opens the, the every, all the events start to triculate really fast. And um, what what I'm looking at the ninth of all for is the Olympics. Is one one thing, one event I'm looking at. The reason why is because if this is the time, then they're going to pick an event where everybody's watching, where they can pull something off, where we um, start to look at, a, you know, the world start to look at unifying everybody together in one perfect harmony. I think and, you're off on your timing a little bit, Phil. Yeah. I, I think that I think your timing is off on, on that just a hair. I don't think they're going to look to unify anybody until after the attacks. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I understand that, but I'm saying symbolism. Something to bring attention. Well, no, it's a, it's a symbolic. So if you if you if you're gonna offer a sacrifice, and I need a, I need another two hours for just this, just what I'm explaining. But the globalists like to offer sacrifices before they do something. So I I'm think just, the sacrifice is going to be the attack on Israel with the chemical and biological weapons. They're going to wait. They're, they could very easily use the London Olympics because the whole world will be looking at London. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they could very easily, and and, and Phil, they've already got troops moving into the area from four different nations for these war games. Yeah. No, it wouldn't surprise me one little bit if sometime in the next 60 to 90 days mm-hmm. that Israel isn't attacked by this this coalition of nations with chemical and biological weapons, and as I stated earlier, if that does happen, Israel has already made it perfectly clear. If you attack us with chemical chemical and biological weapons, and this yeah. is an exact quote from uh, Mr. Uh, Barack, who is their defense minister, yeah. we yeah. will make you glow. Yeah. He actually yeah. said that. If you use chemical and biological weapons against us, we will make you glow. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't know how much more clear it could be if you shoot biological and chemical weapons at us, we're going to use nuclear weapons against you. <laughs> wow. If if Israel does use nuclear weapons against 
Damascus and wipes it off the face of the earth. Even if they use conventional weapons, which there are conventional weapons that in a small area have the same devastation as a nuclear bomb. So they don't have to use nuclear weapons. They have bombs that can level cities that are not that are non-nuclear. But if they do use nuclear weapons or they don't use nuclear weapons, if they hit Damascus and wipe it off the face of the earth, Damascus is one of the two oldest cities on the face of the earth that is a continual operating city. Yeah. Jerusalem, Jericho, and Damascus. Those are the three oldest cities. If something happens to Damascus, it's over. And I have to say this, Phil. I know we've only got a couple of minutes left, but people need to hear this. Folks, we have reached the point of no return. We have come to the place on God's prophetic clock that nothing we do, nothing we pray, nothing we say is going to slow it down. Mm-hmm. There, We've always known that there would come a time when the prophecies would start to fall in place and the events would fall, start to happen in rapid succession. And once that did happen, there was no turning back. Folks, yeah. I'm here today to tell you, there is no stopping God's plan now. There's no delaying God's plan now. There is no putting it off for a few years. Yeah. The Bible says the generation that sees all these things happen is the generation that will see Christ return. I believe the kickoff point was June, I'm sorry, May 15th, 1948. Mm-hmm. The day that Israel became a nation in a day. I believe that was a kickoff date. You add 70 years to that, and it comes up to 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. We don't have much time. This is 2012. Yeah. So, Phil, in my humble opinion, and no, I'm not trying to set a date, Yeah. but in my humble opinion, I don't believe we have more than six years. Yeah. And I I sincerely believe that if the Lord doesn't come back this year, he most certainly will come back next year. Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, brother, uh, you could you give, um, for those who are out there who don't know Jesus, could you give them an invitation? Nearly 2,000 years ago, God became man and walked on this earth. He came in the form of the man we know as Yeshua, Jesus. He walked this earth perfectly, never once sinned. He died on a cross, was put in a borrowed tomb, laid there for three days and three nights, and he came out of that borrowed tomb on the morning of the third day, having defeated death, hell, and the grave and won back everything that Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. The Father is sitting on his throne right now, waiting to hear your voice. If you feel the Spirit pulling on you to repent, to ask forgiveness, just pray this prayer with me. Father, I'm a sinner. 
I don't want to be a sinner anymore. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe He rose from the grave. And by faith, I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. Wash me in His blood. Forgive me of my sins. And send Your Spirit to teach me how to live for You. I love You, Father. And I will be Your child the rest of my life. Amen. 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 Pray that prayer. Ask God to make himself real to you. If you will sincerely ask him to make himself real to you, he will make himself real to you in a way you will understand. And if you just prayed that prayer, please send Phil an email. Send me an email. Let us know that you have accepted Christ as your Savior. If you can't afford a Bible and you need a Bible, if you'll send me an email and include your mailing address, I'll send you a brand new New King James Version Bible, free of charge, no obligation. Nobody's going to put you on any kind of mailing list. Nobody's going to going to hound you. But you need to have the Word of God. I'll send you a New King James Version Bible so you can start reading and you can start experiencing what fills Phil and I with a fire that we are broadcasting almost daily, the words of the Lord. And I know if you write Phil, I'm sure he would send you a Bible if you can't afford one. We want to make sure that you get a Bible in your hands because the Word of God in your hands is like having a sword in your hands, and you can defend yourself against all the junk going on in this world with just the two-edged sword of the Word of God. Phil, thank you so much, my brother, for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, and God bless you. You have a wonderful week. And I'd like to try to get you on again probably in a week or so, if I can. Just give me a, just give me a shout, brother. You got the number. Amen. God bless you. God bless. That was David Lillard from Home Church, uh, and uh, the blessing to have him on the show. Um I also like to thank Susan Puzio for coming on once again. She's still listening, but thank you very much. Um, we are headed for some interesting times, and like a Chinese proverb says, we live in interesting times. Um, so we will be joining y'all again. Most of my broadcasts will be recorded. I will probably have the chat room open, and I will probably be somewhere in the vicinity. Um and I'll probably be sometime reading the chats. But um, God bless y'all. Um, and be be sure to tune in this Sunday where I want to um, have a few guests on it. I'm not going to announce who it is. But, but God bless y'all and y'all have a wonderful day. I'm going to go off on the intro. Unfortunately, it's the intro. I don't have an outro. God bless. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two, one. The prophecy. Enter the zone. The prophecy zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. 
where truth is rivaled with a lie, and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the